Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast for agents by agents, hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. Jeff and Phil run a residential real estate team that'll close over $250 million worth of homes in 2018, and they are sharing their insights on growing a team and winning in the living room with actual buyers and sellers. Enjoy. Monday, June 11th version of Ask Jeff and Phil. My name's Phil. My co-host Jeff Seabuck will be here in a minute as soon as he gets water. But today, I've got a I got an intro for today. Mauricio, can we get our intro uh, like written down? I think it should be a standard intro every time. It says, this is where you can ask us any real estate related questions that you want about marketing, about negotiating, about building business, about building teams, about whatever it is that you want, except for commissions. If we talk about commissions, then our broker, Kathy Laswick, jumps out of her chair, flies across the hallway and into this room so fast. Hmm, I don't know. It's just fast. So we don't do that. We don't like talking about that. But we can talk about all the other wonderful things that have to do with this wonderful world of real estate that we work in. And today, I kind of had internet marketing on my mind because uh, as I'm I'm revamping some ad groups that we use in, in... uh, Google, they, they prompted me to take a survey and asked me about Facebook ads and all that jazz, which I thought was interesting that Google was asking. I, I had previously taught a class for Kathy's mentor-mentee program that she has here at the brokerage, and it was all about, it, it was surprising to me to see how most new agents didn't know how to make themselves shine on the internet. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that as we're going to be doing some targeted training for our team, I'm happy to bring some of those topics to you guys as well about how you how you can shine online. Wow! So anyway, coming to a coming to a, a podcast near you. I kind of wanted to go down a different track. You today. did you did targeted training last week, huh? What was your targeted training on? The training we did was on advising sellers um, what's best for them. In what they fix up versus what Ooh. they leave for the inspector to find during the inspection process. Yeah. That there's a difference between maintenance items and upgrades. And lots of items are recommended from my experience and being a lot of listing appointments and hearing what the other agents recommended that I know made the inspection process better, but may not have got them the most credit. Like at the end of the day, we're looking to net our sellers the most amount of money. So do you ever replace a roof before you go to market? Like, what are you talking about? Do you fix the dishwasher that's not attached to the counter? No, never do that. No? Before you go to market? You mean the one without the anti-tip device? Yeah, yeah. Ah, nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? The anti-tip I mean, so The hard thing is every situation is different. Every price range is different. Lots of items do not... I was just talking about understanding how houses sell for more money. That shows up on here. Here we go. And that the seller... Sellers will not know exactly what is best for them when they're making some preparation. Right, right. Like sometimes when I go to a house and they're like, yeah, we're going to get it painted. And then I come back and then they painted this wall orange and this one yellow. 
And they left the red one. Right. And then they go, well, my daughter painted it. She's an interior designer. Interior designer. Yeah. Those are hard to overcome. And there's 15 different colors throughout the house. And it looks gorgeous. In that, we should be involved in that decision. I I like that that Clay brings us question number one on today's show. And that is, how do you suggest realtors use Snapchat in their business? Gary V talks about using Snapchat. Okay, we'll go with that one. Is that our first question of the day? That's our first question of the day. And it has to do with internet marketing. Thanks, Clay. Nice. Do you do we use Snapchat in our business, Jeff? Um not really. Not really. I mean the thing yeah. is is this is the key and why you really need to understand who your client is and then study how do I reach them. So in my own little uh science World. experience, yeah. Yes. Um the only people that I see using Snapchat are my 15-year-old and my 17-year-old who use it immensely a lot. So as their cheerleading coach, if you didn't use Snapchat, you would not be able to, you know, you you would be missing the market. Like their cheerleading coach likes to send out emails, but emails go to the parents who read them. So it's why we may use still use LinkedIn to reach business people. And we use Facebook to reach the world because there's 50 billion users. And I see the acceptance of Instagram. I am a, I am a fan of beginning to understand Snapchat, but your it's how much time you have. Okay, so if you have a marketing department with five people, would you spend five percent of your time on Snapchat? The answer is yes, right? Because there are a portion of your audience, but I think that the time in directly relates to the percentage of I mean, if your target audience is millennials and new home, new, new, new home buyers, then I would be doing a lot more Snapchat. Yeah. Let's... I would be doing stories on Snapchat as a way, but I, I don't know that. So to it, let me say question, this way. If I'm doing question. less than 10 transactions, I don't think that I would start my business going after Snapchat. If I was doing 20 transactions... I would maybe then look as a, a new avenue. What would you, what you I, I was going to say something different. I was going to say, if how's your database? Are you already talking to everybody there? Are you already you're already good with your Facebook presence? You're good with your Instagram presence? You're good with your email marketing? You're good with your direct mailing? Awesome. Now that those houses are in order, let's experiment with some things that aren't as proven as those avenues. We're big on benchmarking and being careful on who we listen to advice from and what proof do they have that that works before we're going to copy that. And so until I see a realtor who's killing it in our area or in our marketplace or in your demographic that is like a heavy Snapchat is his go-to, it's hard to think that you want to be the one to blaze that trail. Yeah. I mean, I think that Phil hit it on the spot because the key part about bringing on a new marketing platform is that it's easy to go with the shiny new tool. I mean, don't get me wrong. I am trying out a Google or an Amazon voice machine at home. Mm. What is it called? Alexa. Alexa. Yes, exactly. But, you know, why don't you try it out personal and test your friends and family who responds and how many of them have a Snapchat account? Yeah, I even have a hard time getting Alexa or Siri. I still test those. I'm still trying to figure out what they can do. But anyway, let me digress, right? But, but I mean, to me, it's... um. How good are you at email marketing? How good are you at Google marketing? How good are you at Facebook marketing and Instagram? And if you're really good at all those, 
then we can start working on our Snapchat presence. Yeah, because content is is where a lot of the magic happens. And so what is your content that you're producing and what are your call to actions or your hooks that gets people to engage with? Because if you get that figured out, it doesn't matter what platform you're on, then those that engagement, that content and those hooks should work. So some of the easier things, oh, I take about 10 seconds before previewing a house and post up a Snapchat about the house. Nice. Do you, how do you, how do you, um, market your Snapchat? How do you multi-purpose that content? So you take that video about you talking about the house. Great. And then, so tell me the four things that you do with it. Snapchat can be one. That's fine. And if you're on Snapchat, then how are you, how much time are you spending engaging right. others? Are you uploading to YouTube, right? Like, are you putting are, it on Facebook? Are you emailing it out as your best previewed house of the week to the people that are looking in that area? You have to remember that Gary V talks to a lot of major businesses. Music lot, personalities. Right. Sneakers. No, I'm saying is that he talks to banks. He talks to sneakers. He talks to a lot of things that cover large pools of buyers, in which case, or of consumers. Therefore, Snapchat's very relevant in today's world and growing very rapidly. I'm just saying that the my average client right now is probably 48, mm-hmm. maybe 52, somewhere in that range. Meaning, are you targeting buyers or are you targeting sellers? I mean, I could see you doing a storyline in Snapchat, but I think that your time would be better off working on the conversion, uh, you know, of leads because a lot of times it's, I don't know that we always need more marketing. I think that sometimes we need better conversion. And all right. And so then depending on what platform you want to go down, let's say that it's a social platform such as Snapchat. It's not about taking a megaphone, standing on a chair and broadcasting what you want to say. It is... Uh, we, I, I relate it to a cocktail party. And so when you go to a party, Clay, do you go into the room and you stand on a chair and you say whatever information it is that you want to share through a megaphone? Probably not. You go in and you listen to conversations and you, part- you, you participate in conversations. And when it's time for you to have a message that you can engage with, you add that content to the conversation to help it move You're talking forward. about being social on the platform. Absolutely. Treat, first. It, treat yes. it as if you're you're connecting with human beings on this platform. So you have to go out and engage. Just posting 10-second videos every time you list a house, I don't know if that's engaging enough for you to make an impact on your business. I mean, ask Clay, how many, how many followers? Because Snapchat is interesting because you have to know the person's name to invite them or they have to request. Is that right? Unless you're tagging it with, with locations and whatnot, right? I mean, that's... Part of the play is to go to popular locations, I think, in order to broadcast information about the restaurant that you're at. And then anybody that's following that restaurant that thinks that your content is interesting, they'll then follow you. I mean, I tried it. It's just, it's, I didn't gain a lot of traction. I got, should we bring our our Snapchat expert on the line? I don't know that we need to take up a lot of the show about Snapchat because I just don't think that that's going to help. But I I appreciate, we appreciate all the questions. Always appreciate the question. But the point is, is that it's not a huge focus of ours. And there's lots of things that we, I think, should be addressing. We were just hanging out on our only question of the day so far. Um, Ask more questions. If you guys actually like the social strategies that we have, share this video or share this group with with realtors in your office, with real estate professionals that are in your area that you think would, would benefit from this as well. If you're talking to people that ask you tough questions about how they run their business 
and you think they'd be good questions for the show, send them over. Whether you send us the questions or you send us the people, just because we like to answer relevant, current, what's going on right now in the industry style questions, rather than regurgitated ones that um, a lot of coaches answer out, out there on the interwebs. So, so go ahead. You, something you were something? looking for a list. Well, I was going to, because I came up with different topics that we, because I think some people asked if we were going to do training and I came up with a list of different topics. So some of the things we're going to offer, one was just to give ideas and questions. One was open house classes, which included how do I get better at preparing the house? when representing my seller so that because um, we when we were I was speaking at an event on was it Thursday yeah. over at uh, Maggiani's Maggiano's and one of the, and one of the my suggestion in helping people grow their business was to look at more houses and I think that someone in the back of the room heard a comment and said that the one of the agents there said I see enough houses now I do not go to those classes anymore because I feel that I've achieved all of my... Don't go to what classes? Um, how to grow my business classes. Gotcha. So just the fact that he was there makes me believe that... Because that comment, I don't know that agents understand how seeing more houses is going to help them. It's about two things. One, learning what house what houses have to look like to sell and then what... Um, upgrades in a house make a difference. Meaning like, so Stacy on the, our team was telling me a story about how she helped somebody improve their house by, they spent 9,200, but their house sold for 40,000 more, right? But when I say house prep, you first have to go in to see. I think a, Eric Paul is really excited. <laughs> We're excited too, Eric. Thank you yeah. for the light. Thank you. So, if you want more traffic to come to your open houses, then you should be advising people to make improvements. Okay. So the other thing that I like to talk about in getting more traffic to open houses is the photo prep. What I noticed is that realtors tend to, I'm going to say, puke photos on their MLS yeah. feed. And I think that I'm going to try and change the industry on this because, you know, when you see, when I see 30, no, no small feet, no small feet. Yeah. I think that we were led astray down a bad path where we, for some reason, thought 37 pictures on a house that's 1400 square feet was a great idea for so, the buyers. It is. They love it. Well, that's what they always tell us, Jeff. I know that's what the portals tell us. Buyers want more pictures. Buyers want more pictures. Yes, and I'm... That's what you're battling. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is we represent the seller. Okay. We don't represent the buyer. Our goal representing sellers is to drive more people through the front door. And that we should be marketing, presenting our photos. So my second item on generating more open house traffic is... I got a question photo for prep. you on photos. Yes. What is your prediction when you think that a... The virtual walkthrough will be how many virtual walkthroughs do you need to count as one in-person showing, right? Like when is it going to change? Because 
everybody that you talk to obviously has this augmented reality. They're wearing screens on their faces like this as they're going around. Like, when are well, you going to be able to walk? I'll tell house? you, there's a disconnect. If I can tell you, because I'm I'm with a seller. We're down at um, Gainey Ranch at his his attorney at his nice office, right? Attorney. What do you think of when you have an attorney? As mahogany. a client, mahogany. Rich mahogany. Yes, lots yes. of wood. Not not stuff like this. No, 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 no. no. Real stuff. Like this piece of crap. This, I mean, this conference. This? this conference table eight. is episode eight. This conference table is just not big and grand enough. It's these chairs are not thick enough yes. to talk about the the anyway. I digress. He said we had seventeen realtor showings. In, okay. the, in the past, I think it was like three months. The consumers think that we're after realtor traffic. Oh, they or do they think that realtor traffic is more real? They, yes. And I was like, sir, we've had over a hundred buyers through your house. Why did you think that the buyers, when they came through the house, weren't as good as the realtor? generated yeah showings yeah but because now we have more homes that are sold through the open house than we do from the realtors we value that more because they sell more houses the buyers coming through the open house than the realtors bringing them to the house hmm. yeah but this concept, I mean, it's... it's. Uh, so we're changing the minds of consumers right now to understand what showings matter more than others. And Yeah, because they don't I, count I it. They, they're, they're still... We're, talk, we're talking 20, we're talking 20, 30 years, 40 years of agents telling their clients that the realtors are going to sell their house. Yeah, but that's going to be different in, what, two years? This consumer, I mean, stuff's changing so fast that consumers are going to understand it in... 18, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, what's it going to be? Um, right, where well, hold on, but, you, but, you, but you're missing it. As long as the bulk of agents are still telling them, no, when they interview, no, realtors are going to sell your house. Real, like, they're still... That's the traditionalist. Feed, I know, but they're feeding this... Uh, I know. Right. They're going to be gone soon. Gone. Gone. Yes. Gone. All right. All right. So the third thing to increase open house... Only oh, because the question was asked. No, I like to bring Brian Copeland, who I might have talked about here before. He did a presentation where he quantifies how many online views you should count as one in-person view. And I don't remember what the number was, but I yeah, thought but that's was... a, that's one of those things. Just like I heard Michael Orr talk about how we can't say that the median price is in 2018 is equivalent to the median top price back in 2006 or 2007. Therefore, the market's back to where it was. You can't use a lot of statistics, although it's, I mean, it's picking on Gary Vee a little bit because just because he says he's talking to all businesses about using Snapchat doesn't mean that we realtors should make that the primary use. Right. Right. Because you're, you're trying to use uh, something that's like Phil said, we don't have, we have one realtor in New York City out of 1.5 million that's using Snapchat as his entire business. Yeah, but he was, I think, my understanding is he was a broker who was communicating with agents. I agree, exactly. So our case study shows that that wasn't even true. So he was recruiting people using Snapchat, which, right, because I think Snapchat is 
Mm. Yeah, he was recruiting new agents. Right. A lot of Instagram, or a lot of social media platforms are easier for people to advertise to us, right? People to, to advertise agents. to agents than it is for people to advertise to buyers and sellers. Because buyers and sellers are a transaction once every, what's the average now? It's once every 9.8 years. 9.8 years, that's a transaction. Whereas agents are more of a regular business so that you can communicate with agents on a more regular basis using these platforms as opposed to buyers and sellers. I mean, we still use them to communicate to both, but it is uh, how we do it is just different than than what some of the people that are teaching the classes do. So the third thing that we talked about in our open house class is marketing. Right. So the first thing was, how do we prepare the house? The second thing was, how do we prepare the photos? The third thing is, is where do we market our open house? I don't know that the general real estate agent does a whole lot of marketing of their house. I think they call it marketing, but in the true sense of marketing, because with this thing, so we have a website out called, that used to be called Agent Metrics. It's just going to be called Agent Truth that our IP attorney told us uh, that we got to do. And the on there is the idea. Of, <laughs> no, but as I'm looking up the, because we're getting ready to release some of the first Agent Truths, the, the, the uh, performance analysis. But as I see is that agents are not marketing their houses on... Zillow or Facebook or Instagram or their website or on search engines as much as they should. And it's clear why we we drive, you know, we sell 60% of our houses through open houses because we're going to see this. I think that the dominance in the world is going to be, I think that more buyers are going to be coming directly to the listing agents. This is why this is why we should be paying attention to this a lot more. Yeah. Because the buyers are not getting engaged like they used to buyer side agency. So this is changing. Out of town ones still are. Mm, not as much. Not in our research. I'm, just I'm telling you. I, in, you, you, in town, no question. Well, here's the thing. Is, in town, is, but still, okay, let me give the example. Relocation people still need us. We ha- they still need us. Yeah. No, on a, maybe on the listing side, but not on the buy side. Yes. The, they don't uh, the the agent, okay, right, the example I gave was. Come the, on. Where's the, my support? There was a, a buyer. I'm going to use a real world example. All right. Okay. I'm not saying, well, Gary V says this. I'm talking about we sold a house to this girl. From Chicago, and okay. he, and here's what happened. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. So we meet her online circa 2000. Was it 15 or 16? Okay. Are we talking about the one we did in class? It was 15. Yes, yeah. we met her on 15. She came back in 16, but we called her, we emailed her, and we made we had her visit to her website for about two years of this. What do we call it? A relationship? We were dating. I don't know. Like, however, she wasn't returning any of her calls. None. She was like, it was like me dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know those relationships, right? Where you're uh, calling and they're not calling you back. Yeah. We're gonna need to bust up. But we were there. email marketing to her and driving her to her website. And then when she decided she was ready, she then went on to our website. And dialed the phone number and her phone rang from that point until she bought was four months. The entire relationship was more than 24 months, but she only engaged us during the last four months. 
she bought from us. That's called our client now. But where it used to be is that she would engage us in 15 or 16 or 17, not wait until she's four months out to buy. This is what's changing here, right? The buyer experience is changing massively. We got a question. We have a question from Eric Paul. What's your marketing stack look like? I mean, typically, what's the usual path of an... Is he a poker player? Online viewer of an online viewer to an actual listing look like? Including, including apps. apps look, look like, like on, on your end. end. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's a deep question. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Uh, that's apps. wonderful. Yeah. All right, where do we start? So they go to Google and they search a lot of different phrases. Yeah. Homes in Scottsdale, homes in Phoenix, homes in Chandler, uh, how to fix up homes, how to sell, you know, I mean, homes. Like, moving to, yeah, yeah. living in. You know, neighborhoods, Greyhawk, DC Ranch, right? Like, I mean, we go after all different kinds of Our ads key, display lots of times, the likelihood that they click on it the first right, time. So we, we, have, we have organic content. We have 10,000 pages. Is that what the number is? Of content? No, no, 3,800. 3,800. 3, I'm including the IDX pages. That's why I said that number, but... In actual content, we have close to 4,000 pages. So that is what we're using to target these people, but we also buy Google ads, uh, Facebook ads, a uh, little bit of Instagram ads, moment. Uh-huh, a little bit of Instagram ads, and then we also do email. Yeah, well, yeah, but those people are met, the email people. We don't we don't blind buy email addresses. Oh, I thought he you said meant, marketing stack. Yeah, he said, what does it look like on a on your end? So now, once we get them, then we go into the. I think that's the mark. This is the this is the because there's the meet them marketing stack, and then there's the after I met them convert them marketing stack. We have uh, we also try and meet people through our social profiles. My favorite my favorite text message that we use for somebody that we haven't met, or I guess after they've shared what their phone number is with us on the internet, is first name question mark. Like if somebody registers and they say Eric, name, Eric, Paul, and you're calling them and they don't pick up and you, you call them again and they still don't pick up, then send them a text message and have it say Eric, question mark, and they respond, who is this? We like to compare, I used to remember when we talked about online lead conversion, we used to compare it to Phil up in Alaska where he goes to visit his wife's family fishing in the river. Trying to catch salmon. <laughs> All right, but back to the marketing stack. So we we do email. Yes, we do, Eric, we, yes. we um we we do several levels of email. Well, it depends on what information we have from them. Do we have address? Do we have email? Do we have telephone number? We use them all. If we have them all, we use them all. I think that we get lost in the idea that there's five or six different ways to communicate with a, with the client. Meaning, and you have to find out which one they like the most, meaning some people like a phone call, some people like a text message, some people like email, some people like to talk to you through Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Yeah, I got a bunch of those now. I'm not a huge fan of that tool because it just puts like lots of windows, but I do it. I mean, it's just like if they talk to me that way. Um, so then they're they're engaged with our content. I mean, let's just use the same, Eric, to call it a, a standard process. The one that he already described is pretty standard. They register at some point, they get our information at some point, and then they get information from us on a regular basis through the different avenues that we can communicate right, we, with we them. we create videos, and we then, create pictures. As we... they get closer to the day, they then respond to something. So they could be blind for 
Oh, she ignored the first five. She, no, but she no clicks, no opens. Or they anything. open like one. There's a good topic. We dangled a carrot, to and her. then all of a sudden they call you and say, "Hey, I've been following you for a while. I'm ready to go." That is a typical online experience in our world. But what, 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 what I was what I was whining question. about or explaining to the audience and how it's changing is is that they used to engage further out. True. I mean, it kind of speaks to the hotness of the market as well. I don't know. Is hotness a word? Uh-huh. Okay. So, dictionary. In hotness, Bill Rister's yeah. world, hotness. Pound hotness. It's a Bill, word. Yeah, okay. it's, it might even be a tattoo. <laughs> the hotness of the market also means that they're engaging us. But I think that the overall... And my one of my TCs was saying, well, then do we want to be giving more information to them? Because then that allows them not to call us. And my said said... Oh, no, 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 don't bring that over here because it's actually you need to put out more content because they're not going to make decision unless you convince them that you are the option. And then they're going to pick up the telephone and call you and go, I love you. I want to work with you. And that's what happened. We converted the lead. Boom. Denise, thanks for coming back. Thanks for being a supporter of the Appreciate show. Appreciate it. Yes. Do you think there is a huge disconnect between seeing a house online and seeing house in person? Yes. Due to the pictures. Well, no. due to everything. Due to everything. That's where I think we agents can compete with online companies. I totally agree with you regarding open houses. I may have learned that from you. Wink. 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 Thank you. Well, here, the disconnect is this, is that... Thank you, Denise. The last time Jeff got winked at. My, <laughs> many years ago. Yeah, his oh, kids are now 16. Yeah, hey, now. <laughs> All right. So um, there is a disconnect. But the consumer in my study and meeting with thousands of consumers in person and asking, when I say, did you see that house? They say, yes. And I said, oh, what did you think of the daisies in the backyard? And they said, I didn't see no daisies. I'm like, oh, did you see it online? And they say, yes, I saw it online. But they feel that that's good enough is where Phil's comment in where I have an issue with Mr. A thousand stats equals a visit. Did I catch Happy Gilmore in that? Yeah, maybe. Is that, was that? I don't know. Adam Sandler? I'm just spicy today. All right. It's Monday. Yeah. Anyway, but the, the disconnect is that the consumer is our is the client. So we have to realize that they feel when they see it online now, because of the vastness of information available to them, that they saw it and they don't need to see it. And that's where I'm like, we got to change the way we market so that we get the tiger to come out of the woods, Phil. Get the tiger for, oh, can I tell? Did you know I got item number yet? four? No, we're, I, here's, oh. I'm just excited because note taking is a big deal in Jeff's world. And for anybody that has come to a class or is. You mean anyone class. that wants to learn? <laughs> Point made. Point made. So I went to my trusty. It's a hot button. I went to my trusty uh, Google Keep. Does anybody use Google Keep to take notes? I go to Google Keep and I type in Brian Copeland to see what the number actually is. And here, sure enough, it comes up with the notes that I had from the session. Remember everyone's first showing is yawning, now first yawning with you talking. Remember everyone's first showing is now online. The second showing happens inside the home. For every thousand first showings online equals one physical showing. Was his take on it? Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, he's just That's trying to quantify it. 
I, it's a lot. One exactly you're trying to quantify, but you have to now in today's world because you're gonna get fewer showings. He, especially if you if you fall into the trap of all these tools to show me more of the house without me having to go there, then you have to be able to quantify it to justify to your seller why it's helping them. When reality is we're on the other side of it, right? We're not trying to figure out how to quantify that. We're still trying to get use the digital to get the in person. All right, let's. Denise had a follow-up comment. My response is because I continue to have buyers coming in and saying that the home in person doesn't look like the house. Yes, but this 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 speaks to this. I think you're saying the home in the home online doesn't look like the house in person. Right, but this speaks to why we don't want to give it all away because it stops them from coming. And then, therefore, they don't get the experience and why we call it the online dating. Okay. It's so Because you can't look at a picture and get the true... Can I give Jeff a compliment? Is that allowed on this? Oh, hold on. Let me stop middle? talking. Go ahead. <laughs> Continue. Continue. Go on. So, Denise, it's always the case that the home doesn't look the same in person as it does online. The trick for Not you... always. Sometimes. Uh, okay. Uh, but the trick for you is to have it... Have them be... A little bit excited when they get there that it's better than what it looked like online. And that's something that I learned from this guy over here is that sometimes you leave a piece, you leave a nook, you leave a, a special quality upside surprise off so that it's your upside surprise. Right. I'll speak to the women in the audience. Oh, like you're doing online dating and you look at the guy online and you're like, hey, he seems like a nice guy. He's got lots of friends and family. And then you go to the date and he's like, I can't um, wait for what he's about to say. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, that's our show for this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Professional athlete, and I just signed a contract for $34 million. Okay. Uh, upside surprise, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, woohoo! Yeah! Ooh, got a law for here! Right? Like, yes. I mean, unless you like yes. rich men. You right? thought he was going somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> you thought he was going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh. Nice. All right. Good. Upside Thank surprise you, is always good. Always good. What I call the seven step rule is where it comes from is that sales are created from the heart. Emotion is on this side. Right hand Less over your heart. Okay. The emotions of the buyer in the house. And why I like to compl- I like to explain about how when I met my wife, like if she was just judging by the picture online, wasn't going to get a date, right? Like, let's be honest, okay? But when her friend invited her to dinner and then met her in person, how can you resist this, right? Like, uh-huh. Upside yeah. surprise. Upside surprise. You have a job. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> and a difficult last name to pronounce. And a car. Oh, yeah. All right. Awesome. Good deal. Nice. And you're nice. Oh, you're sweet. I couldn't see sweet through the phone. I couldn't see sweet online. Right? I can only see sweet in person. So what's an example of something that you can... Moment. Oh, from the studio speaks. Oh, what Moment. Is well, he what's says, hold on. Leave out. Oh, 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 bad lighting and everything. Okay, moment. Moment is our own upside surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's something that you can leave out that isn't going to hurt preventing... How about, okay, how about this? Hallways. Oh. Like wide hallways? Like wide hallways, yeah. yeah. How about... Um, Bedrooms with a bed in it? Do you leave those out? How about... 
the house is presented in perfect condition. It's clean. The windows are clean. Like, you can't see that windows aren't clean in person. Right? Like, you can't see that the house is meticulously kept in person. You can look. I mean, you can see it online. What was something that we left out? Well, there was one in Troon back in 2014 that we left out the stripper pole. Uh, you know, like... Every time. Every time. Yeah, I love that. That is special. Yeah. But you know what, though? It's unique and everybody smiles when they see the stripper pole. There's nobody walked in there, right? So what it was is the seller wanted to put the stripper pole online. And I said, we don't want to put a lot of unnecessary people through this house. The priest I took the North Scottsdale tour through the house. They were having a blast. The realtors... <laughs> Taking pictures with the pole? <laughs> you want to see fun? That was fun. Anyway, but the buyers when they come through there, I would but they would they just laugh, right? Because you there's that's the only thing you can do when you walk into a master bedroom. Cause they had lights and they had tile on the floor. Here's an upside idea. surprise Here's upside was surprise. there, right? Here's upside surprise. There was epoxy on the garage floor. Upside surprise. Yes. Water softener, plantation shutters, upside surprise. If your picture of the upside surprise includes something that's detrimental, leave it off. You don't have to show everything that's good because if it shows something good and bad in the picture that you're not interested in showing, just leave the picture, leave the mention of that off. So when they get there, they're more excited about the upside than they are whatever downsides you're, you could be showing as well. Okay, let's get So Eric. to be fair, Eric, you're back. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's see. What's the question here, Mo? Eric asked a long question, so I have to push to see more options. Okay. Thank you, Eric. It's not a critique. It's a compliment. Would, you, would your online preview okay, so marketing say, efforts for buyers are designed to whet their appetite enough to visit the home when, and then when you say something to satisfy their hunger when they visit? Yeah, kind of. I just don't like to compare my house to food. Right. <laughs> no, I mean we have um, your online pre-home viewing marketing efforts. So, like coming soon is what I think you're referring to. So you're saying, does your coming soon design to whet their appetite enough to want to visit the home with you and then save something to satisfy their hunger? Oh, maybe I'm not reading. Yeah, this I don't know if I'm correctly. reading it right. Are you meaning that we represent the buyer? Or we're we're representing the seller. It's fair to say pre-home viewing home marketing. marketing so, like looking at pictures online is enough to oh, get them to want to see the house. We yes. call it the. I think it, the words that I'm looking for, maybe that he means there, is that would you say that our not online, but our it's a tease. I think it's our call it a tease. Our, our property prep or no, he then clarifies. Do you intentionally leave things out before they view the home? Yes. Sometimes, depending on yeah. if we can or not. Yeah, I think the house that, is a spectacular house that's got lots of good. We don't need to showcase every item of good, right? Oh, here's something that we leave out. We don't show a cabinet open with the drawers pulled out when they have pull-out cupboards. You don't show people your drawers? Is that what you said? Online dating? Never show them your drawers online? You never showed them your lazy Susan uh, online? Uh, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> So Phil said, "With online dating, never show them your drawers." I agree. You don't need to show them how organized she is in the pantry and how big the pantry is. Upside surprise, right? Right. That's true, actually. Like, so, oh, good one, like, Jeff. How about how about how your uh, refrigerator has a uh, you know a vegetable drawer and uh, you know that kind of thing, right? Like, um, 
Do you think that Holmes show bear Eric? I got a question for you, Denise. I have a question for you. Who else has Annie Cole? Today? Thank you. We got a question oh, for you. Wait a minute, Annie. Got a question for you, Clay. If you're still here, I got a question for you. If um, the closets and the pantry and the the garage is tidy, well kept, do you think that that affects home buyers in a good or bad way? Hold the audience. In the meantime, while we're pulling the audience. Show stairs, Denise. Show stairs. Sometimes. Not if you want people to come. Nah, we oh. sometimes. Right? It depends on what it is that you're doing. We well, well here's the thing. Is, is we it, don't highlight chairs. We, stairs, we don't not we show, show stairs. Yeah. So anyway, is it Today, good or bad? We highlight. We don't highlight stairs, but we do show stairs. Because some of the pictures that we have, there's going to be stairs in them, and that's just the reality of it. But I'm more interested. Good or bad if a home is tidy? Good way. Shows they maintain the home. Right. Agreed. So then knowing that that's a positive, do we showcase that item, those items online? No. No. That's upside surprise. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Clay. Appreciate Thanks, Clay. the comment. You're right. But that, that helps. It shows that they maintain what the What it is, is what it we're looking for is a little boost. A little boost when they come in the room. Good. When yes, they walk agreed. in the house, do they... Uh, is there something they can get excited about that's going to move it from a 7 to an 8 in the buyer's mind? Or an eight to a nine, or you know, it just um, that those are the things that we're looking for. It's not a big. It it does matter. Is the is what we're trying to convey here. It does matter. Very your presentation. Speed. I mean, because let yeah, me say it this way: variable so, speed pool pump. Not um, a marketable thing, but it's upside. Surprise. When I look at when I look at what percentage of houses that people sell in a neighborhood, when I look, when I compare the amount of we sell versus other people in a particular neighborhood, me having seven to fifteen photos online didn't stop the houses from selling. And the people that listed with more photos didn't sell a higher percentage of listings than we did. Actually, they sold a lot lower percentage. Therefore, more photos sold less houses, not more. They put that in your pipe and smoke it. Is causation a <laughs> word? I don't know the causation. Causation? Okay. All right. Back to the class. It's, uh, yeah. All right. So the fourth thing that you got to work on with your open house classes or in open house classes is sales conversion. Because you're there to represent, you or the person sitting in the open house for you is there to sell the house first. I would say maybe that some panelists don't believe that you're there to sell the house first. Some people, I think that traditionalists would say you're there to sell yourself first instead of the house. From the panel. Yeah, from, from the, the panel. panel on Thursday. Yeah. They said. I lo love the, love the panelists. There's not, I just think that this, this kind of mindset's gonna need to change. Cause, I mean, and the intent was correct because the person in the open house typically wants to represent the buyer but ultimately buyer of any house right a buyer right of any so house. they want it to be honest with them but we do need to be careful about i mean to me it's just the question is is do you want to represent sellers or buyers because what are you asking why do you sit open houses what are you answering? no i'm talking about sales conversion in an open house okay so how do i convert the lead okay as a listing agent or as a buyer's agent sitting in open house. There's still sales conversion techniques that there's ways that you can do it without um, making the seller's house look bad. 
right? Because it just could be a comparison. Because the thing is, is no one's going to look at just one house, unless the house is freaking spectacular, right? Like, because, you know, if, um, you know, we went out on a date with, as a guy, you went on a date with, like, J-Lo. Maybe you wouldn't need to see any more. You mean J-Lo? The commissioner of Arizona Real Estate? No, no, J-Lo, the international superstar. Oh, not Judy Lowe. No, no, married to another music star. She's on, I like swear, my wife watches movies on Friday or Saturday night. Like, she's in every single one of them. She's pretty good, right? Made in Manhattan. J-Lo, yeah, exactly. But I mean, but the point of it is is that most buyers want to see multiple houses and you can pitch it that way. Um, All right, the fifth thing... That was clear, dude. That was that was clear as clear as day right there. Sales, Sales conversions. conversions. That it's what okay you... to show buyers other houses against your house without making that house seem Let's just tell the real story. All right. Well then So here's about real people. Can I can I pull a Jeff C Oh, here Jeff we go. Seabot. So We're... like when the agent on our team was up there in uh Norterra and uh-huh. he was sitting at our listing that was open and mm-hmm. somebody came in and said, hey, I'm interested in it. And he said, okay, great. Let me go show you what else is available in this marketplace. And they went and he showed them other houses. And then they, and they said, that one. great, that's the one. The one that the open house is the one that we wanted. And they wrote a contract mm-hmm. and they bought the house. Right. So uh, let me go take you to see a couple more to show you how great this freaking house is. Right. It would be a script. And so a lot of times people are fearful of leaving an open house to show clients other properties because then you're not serving the seller. But I would argue sometimes you have to in order to best serve the seller. Oh, Phil, that's why you're good. That's why you're good. That's it. All right. So the fifth item after sales conversion is um, agent prep. Now, we see that this is the most underutilized. Ooh, sidestep. Half step. It's the hardest thing because, I mean, unfortunately, our entire system always means you have to work harder. And that's a bitch. But you know what? If you are a Gary V fan, Clay, I'm glad you are. He realizes that hard work is how we get home, right? Like that's how we get where we need to go. And that if there people are telling you, no, you just it's easier, you just do this. Well, um, it's not going to work as well. But so agent prep is the hard part because if you're sitting in a house that's three seventy five, we're going to list this house. Um, over here in the Frank Lloyd Wright area, it's uh, Frank Lloyd Wright and Thompson Peak. And then there's a little neighborhood behind there in a little strip there. And it's going to be in a 400 range. So the question I have for you, if you're going to be sitting in an open house in that area, what do you know about homes in the $400 range? Right? For the guy at the, at the seminar that was saying, I've been in enough homes. The problem is, is it's current experience because we've seen 8% appreciation year over year. So do you really know what? No, that's the, the, the it's Mo pretty, man. That's it's good. Will you, can you share Mo Mauricio, if you like this content, would you mind sharing <laughs> it with your agent friends? But the reality is, is that understanding value at price ranges. So the question is, is, um, is it, uh, cause in this case we were looking at homes that had pools or no pools, but this home had a spa at $400,000 special good. good. Yeah. Special good. We may want to put that in a photo though. Right. 
because that will draw the people to come because they want to see how big the spa is. Yes. And Eric, just to answer the, your last question where you said, so you guys even leave it out of all features and benefits in the MLS? Whoa, Not necessarily. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was about the... Can we talk about speed. that though? Because that's a question. Oh, so you guys even leave it out of all features and benefits yeah. in the MLS? I, yeah. What does that mean? Does that mean, it, does that mean in that. the input form, in the check boxes, do we leave that out? Or is it the um, current experience? Good hashtag. Nice that hashtag. Can uh, I hashtag good hashtag? Uh, evangelist of change hashtag. Um, but the question I have is, is when you say in MLS, there's three things in MLS that are major in this part of the conversation. The filled in check boxes, which are part of the, where you have a little R and the input form is a required field. Two, there's the, the write-up the description, and then there's the photos. What are you referring to, Eric? What do you think he's referring to? I think he's referring to all three. Right. The thing is, is um, 97% of people only look at the photo when making a decision to view a property or not. Yes. <clears throat> However, how do they find the photo that they want to look at? <clears throat> they scroll to the left by selecting specific criteria. So your check boxes could potentially be more valuable than your photos. I don't agree. You got to give it to me. You no, got to give it to I, me. That's your stretch. house won't show that, up. No, no, no. You're trying to justify a point using a detail that you know of technology. But I, uh, can we go to the true or false? You don't put three bedrooms I'll, in there. You put it wrong. We're not talking about those items. We're, what are, what, how many, yes. what do you think? Yes. What do you think? Right? So I asked this of a, a Zillow executive. How many search criteria does the buyer typically enter before looking at homes? You, what, what is, you asked that of a Google? A Zillow guy. We were drunk up in guy. Vegas. Yes. So I said what to him, because he was like the, he was like the search guy, right? Like the head, like he was involved in the search. What do you think? Changely ties. Huh? Changely ties. Changely ties. Nice. Changely ties. Does he wear ties in Florida? Is that what he's talking about? He changes them. I don't know what that means. But, no, but are you getting it? The idea is, is because Phil's argument, which is a valid, valid argument. Thank you. He's like most sellers, guys. When you give up most clients, when you give them news up front, they immediately are against it. And now that he's thought about it a little bit longer, he's, oh, I'm it's still against okay. it. No, no, no. It's you actually say, okay. My house is underwater, and I know it's worth more, so <laughs> I'm fighting this one tooth and nail. Because <laughs> there's no way it can be worth less. All right. What I'm at is is that when you go to, can we pull up? Can we pull up Zillow on Facebook? No. Let's just go with no. No, we don't want to show it. We don't want. What are you going to show? Well, I was going to show the actual search that most people typically. Enter a price range. Oh. So it is a price range a criteria that you yes. enter? That's, yes. Isn't that one of the checkboxes? Right. List we, price? When we go to 85255, go to click on buy. All right, hold click on. Click on, on buy. On. He's directing. He's directing. So we're Yeah, right? When we're there. What what search criteria? Right? Like So here's the criteria that you're referring to. Because you're saying. Listing type. Yes. Price. Right. Number of bedrooms. Okay, right. Number of bedrooms. Home type. Okay. Right, that 
what was the title that we were, were we talking about? Variable feed pull pump. No, it's not there. Not right? there. Yeah, you're missing it. But what's under home type? Oh, more. Yeah, home type. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. What I'm talking about is there's search, there's search. Okay, let's Ooh. go back. To, let's That's scroll, where you let's scroll back. Put it down. Let's scroll back. Gas we, matters. We're running out. You're, you're choosing to make a mockery of this whole thing. But what were we talking about? Let's scroll down. What did Mr. Paul say? He was asking He's about. I know, but what did he say? He, he said, said, "If you're going to automate it, then you oh, might." Oh, hold on. Let's get back to where he was. Time. No, no. Scroll down. Let's go back to the comments. Let's go back. I mean, you are keeping those special somethings out of all marketing and saying. Well, here's the thing: is, is but your comment was that that's part of the search criteria. But there, ninety-nine percent of searches are just using the main top, right? They're not talking Price, about the area, spa. Size. Did you say spa? Did you say epoxy in the garage? Was that one of the list? Mm. No. Mm. Right, like so, you're it's they're swipe, they just swipe to the side to get to the next one. Okay. Understanding the search process is where I'm at with this. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm down a line, but the but the, the point is, is that when you look at it, they look at 43, they swipe, swipe, swipe in their price range, their bedrooms, their bathrooms. Like, those are the main criteria that we're too focused on putting stuff in the details that don't effing matter, effing matter. Right, like the photos, they're looking at the like we're missing it. Oh, but sometimes you, when the sellers, okay, hold on, ask he's for still it. talking. Is it often said about me? What? Yeah, he's he just doesn't talking. shut the hell up, oh, Eric. It's <laughs> <laughs> often said about me. Phil, it's awesome. Oh. Let me say it okay. This what? Way. All right, if you're going to automate, go ahead. You can talk. I'll be quiet. If you're going to automate, I'm just going to read Eric's mm -hmm. comments because. They're good. If you're going to automate it, then you might want more info up front from check boxes. But if you're looking to have more conversations, then the time cost probably isn't worth it, right? Oh, man. Gosh. I wish it was that easy where we could just do like blanket statements for yes or no. We get some people fill out forms with more information and some people just give us the minimum amount of information. So you have to be prepared for both. And you got to be able to automate valuable information for both. So I don't know. That right question mark. I mean, here, here's where we're at with it. Try to drive more traffic through your listings at a, in a holistic way. That is the goal. While playing within the rules. Right, we're, while playing within the rules. Because we want to well, what have more chances of somebody being... It freaking worked, didn't it? The dollar listing? Well, I think that that's going to ruin the industry. But other than that... I'm saying a it dollar worked. listing. Yeah. List price? Oh, a dollar. A dollar? Dollar. List price. Yeah, I don't know that I want to handle the... It may be best for the seller, I'm which is weird. I'm not talking about commissions. I'm okay. talking about oh. listed price, a dollar. You no, said that you have to drive more traffic through No, I think that a dollar would miss it because most people put in a range. Okay. I'm right. just saying like, like within it, reason, like there's with there's <clears> limits <throat> on what you're saying. I just want to... Yeah, sure I think that most people when they're putting it in, put in... I'm looking from 300 to 350 and a dollar wouldn't show up. Right. I mean, there's certain things that you, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you listed for a dollar, it would show up first in MLS when you come to it. I think that it would get a lot of traffic for that. Like, I don't think you'd get the intended. Some it's going to show up on somebody's radar when you list it for a dollar. So I just don't know that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Back to listening. No, Eric, we enjoy the conversation. We, 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 I, We're going to bring you on. You're going to be a guest on our yes, show one of these days, yes. just so you know. Be prepared. Be prepared. I, I'm just into the idea we that we have to generate more traffic. So, and that 
the things that focus on things that generate masses amount of more traffic. And then, like, because the first three of the open house class are house prep, photo prep, marketing. That's to generate more traffic. And then we have to work on sales conversion and agent prep, right? Like, meaning so that you do a good job when you're there so that you, A, represent the seller well, but B, then sell more houses because of it. Because when they hashtag see you have value, you hashtag get more clients. And then you can do <laughs> hashtags more. <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah. Good. One last question from the audience. Otherwise, we are going to wrap up this episode. I hope it was good for you because it was fun for Phil and I. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Monday. Happy Monday. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Solution hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. Stay up to date by following us on soundcloud.com forward slash Ask Jeff and Phil or download the Apple Podcast app and search for The Solution hosted by Jeff Seabock and Phil Sexton. You can find links to all of our social media platforms in our description, including a Facebook group link to The Solution presented by Ask Jeff and Phil. Jeff and Phil would also like our fans to know that Agent Metrics is now Agent Truth. If you have questions, please leave a comment below and we will answer those questions on Facebook Live Mondays and Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.